Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Welcome, everybody, to the painful hour, the Spears and Steinberg podcast. Yes, the groin edition. This is going to be the groin edition. Yeah. Uh, Let's get we, it out the way. Should we get it out the way? Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to let everybody know a uh, big shout out to Hits 101. Hits 101. And we also wanted to uh, let everybody know that we'll be in Raleigh. Yeah, Charlie Goodnight's one of my faves. The 27th through the 30th. That's a Wednesday, actually, through uh, Saturday. Yeah. So if you're in the area, come on out. Um, and if you would like to uh, follow us on social media. And, and incidentally, oh. I check Spearsburg Pod is growing. Spearsburg Pod is yes, growing. It's okay. growing. It's okay. gone from 770-something listeners or followers to 991. On on are you talking about on Instagram? YouTube? Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that is good. That's good. Yeah. So Spearsburg Pod, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Patreon, uh, YouTube. Is it YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, and that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and we also registered on MySpace. Oh yeah, yeah. We're on. Our, my, we're our, not using it though. We're just. not. Our guy that that does our social media, Anthony Holmes. I call him Jarvis. He's our Jarvis. He's got an English accent. He sounds quite elegant and like he eats pussy with a napkin around his neck. I hope he doesn't use a knife and fork. Oh, no. That would be a bit bloody. <laughs> or eat the pussy with a napkin around my neck to savor all the juices later. You know what I mean? Look here. Yeah, so there it is. Dude, I'm in pain, man. I know you are because you challenged me last night. Yeah. Uh, Annie and I are here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, home of the Mexicans with the big hats, the buckles, and the boots. The big belt buckles. Yes, the fucking uh, car fenders. Rodeo champions. Yeah, we went to Twin Peaks, man, which is the better version of Hooters. Um, and then after we ate, we went to Target. And then rather than call the hotel shuttle bus to bring us back to the hotel, my dumbass went, let's walk. Which actually was a good idea because we wanted to walk some of the food off. And it felt good to walk. But then I don't know if this why this is such a Texas thing. There's so many goddamn freeways and highways that separate 
one side of the area from the other. So to get back to our hotel, I thought it would be best that we relive some childhood physicalities uh, and cross the highway and have to go over a divider. Let me tell you something, man. The last time I did this, I was fucking 13. It's a four-lane highway, by the four way. Four-lane highway. and Inside. I, right. And I realized that <clears throat> I no longer have the ability to dunk. Uh, you look like the Washington Wizards Jordan. Yes, but <laughs> the way I pulled my groin, I'm more like the Charles Barkley Rockets, nigga. I blew my whole nutsack out. Uh, you popped up with yeah. your two hands and went over it. I just remember what I did when I was 13, and I tried to do a chorus line Broadway musical show kick. Uh, and throw my left leg over it and then follow it up with the right leg. And, man, I know I pulled my groin. I'm in pain, nigga. It hurts to move. I can barely get into bed. The only way I can kind of sleep or get comfortable is I have to lay flat on my back, which I don't sleep that way. I sleep on my side, left or right. And whenever I try to shift left or right, man, this pain is serious, Jack. Um. When I got all the way across, we went. We got the first, the first side of the uh, of the freeway was easy because we just yeah. we went around that little island. And we were there, right? And then we went to the second. Then we that's when we had to pop over that the, that piece. Yeah. And then I pop over that piece. I get across the street. I turn around to look w- what you're doing, and you're actually laying <laughs> on top of the concrete divider, nigga. Because oh. <laughs> you hadn't gotten oh. all the way over yet. Yeah, that was a life's reminder that motherfucker, you are. Old, dude. I'm 55, though. I said before I'm a spry 55, and you made fun of me. And I looked back at you, and I saw that I either either I am a spry 55, or you a beat up 45. I'm a beat up 45, but you're also Mexican. So jumping over walls <laughs> and tall structures is naturally in your DNA. Um, so there that goes, and then I'm in San Antonio, so it's it's kind of like homeland. Yes, so it was you easy. knew what you was doing. Your so instincts was, kicked in, so it was easy for me yeah. to get over. Is what you're saying? Um, and this is a good segue because we got a couple of sports things to mention. Um, a baseball legend, Hank Aaron, passed away at 86. Um, and I gotta say, I stole a little bit of your shit. Uh, I sent out a post because. I didn't know until, you know, of course, I'm perusing through Instagram that uh, he took the vaccine. So there's a picture of him taking the vaccine, and, I, and it, that was earlier this month. And I sent out a post because, of course, every black person is going, man, see? The vaccine, man. They're out to get us. And I said, look, man, um, black people, everything is not a conspiracy theory. Everything is not the white man being the boogeyman. That being said, I know historically... Uh, how slick white folks have been and continue to be, some of them. And and they've been experimental with us. And to a degree, they're still experimental with us. But everything ain't a conspiracy, and it ain't the boogeyman. And then I said, could it have been the vaccine? Maybe. Or maybe it was because he was 80 fucking six. Yeah. And listen, dude, when you're 86, when you're between the ages of 70 and inevitable, dude, I'm not trying to sound cruel, but you are sitting on death's lap like a child sits on Santa Claus's lap. It's bound to happen. You, you're going to get the tap on the shoulder at any moment. Up a room when you eat a... Um, 
I just think I, I'm, this is not funny about him. Larry King. He thing, also passed. 80, 87. And, and the thing that I say to people was, yes, and, and they said everybody wanted to know how he died because he he did the contracted COVID at one time, right. uh, uh, Larry King. Yes, you can, obviously, uh, you're, you're in jeopardy at an older age of getting COVID and not being able to uh, survive it. Right. But a, a regular flu, a strong cold. Mm-hmm. 87 and I'm and listen this is not to minimize or say that it's it, it's it's okay. I'm sad that I'm sad when people pass. That that yeah, being it's said, always yeah. But when you say 87, 80s never sound that old to people. Right. But 87 is 3 years from 90. If right. I said 90, you would say that dude's 90? Wow. Right. right. So I I'm just saying it's a perspective thing. Like too. one black dude wrote me and said uh you know uh they're elderly people in the hospital living with, uh, that are, you know, in the hospital with COVID now. And, you know, uh, you know, they might survive it. So why take the vaccine? And I said, but then again, they might not. So if you're going to roll the dice, you know, w- w- roll the dice on, you know, uh, the inevitable versus the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, like, you know, and if, if they don't take it, they could very well die. Uh, if they don't take the uh, vaccine, the COVID will kill them. Possibly. Could they survive it? Maybe. But wouldn't you rather roll the dice with the vaccine at that point? Then go, I'm not going to take it because I'm going to see if I could fight it. But you're in the hospital. Listen, and you I, fucked up. But I also, on the other side of that argument, as much as I think you should take the vaccine, and I really do think you should take the and vaccine. And five black, let me point out, five black nurses, female nurses, uh, last night at the show, said they took it and they're fine. I, I think people, I think, and again, I, black people, trust me, I understand the frustration. I understand the history of how fucked up America does us. But every, come on, man, come on. It ain't all bad. Well, there's two parts to this that I'm going to say. One is I understand people being hesitant to the vaccine, not for no other reason besides it came out quickly, and the studies are limited. Okay. And so you might want to let other people take the vaccine. First I hear that, but we're happens. trying so, to get back to normal. I get That's that. why it came out quickly. Yeah. That's this right. shit is, I'm telling you, and, and I don't know if a lot of y'all realize, me and Andy travel. This shit is, we're seeing it everywhere. Yeah. This shit is fucking the game up so terribly, dude. And the other part of this is, though, um, yes. There's been some heinous shit uh, experiments conducted on black people through America. But and this is where I'm not again, I'm not making an excuse for what happened, but I'm giving some facts here in order for them to use any uh, group. Now, uh, the study, it has to be a controlled study. They'd have to have a control. That's why they did it to military men, because they could control the group of people. This vaccine is going out to everybody. And again, unless unless you see something that's marked for a group, for only this group, everyone's getting the same vaccine. This isn't an experiment. Right. Uh, Well, it's kind of an experiment because we're trying to get past something. But it's it's not the vaccine itself isn't about experimenting on any group of people. If they are experimenting on any group of people, it's elderly because that's the first people that were able to get the shot. So, again, I'm not trying to minimize anything. Those are just some facts. Like one brother said, uh, you know, uh, you know, the agenda, they trying to kill us. I said, look, man, let's be honest. Niggas fuck too much. 
to be eradicated. We we, <laughs> we fucked too. We fucked too much, dude. Really, every ghetto, every hood has more children in a black community than they can afford. Niggas should not be fucking so much. But when you are, you know, depressed, oppressed, and times is tough, and you moody, fucking feels good. It feels good. It's it's it, it's a relaxer. It's well, one of the best. And it's and it it doesn't cost anything. If anybody's going to be eradicated, it's white folks because y'all don't fuck enough. Uh, Your numbers are low. Yeah. Start fucking. No, but there and it's because we. I, I think we're under two children per household now. Right. A couple. We're under two, which controls wealth, controls money. That's right. the other side of that because now there's not a lot of money going out. Um, tell me what you think about this. Uh, I was watching NBA on TNT, and Charles Barkley uh, made this point that I kind of agreed with him, whereas Kenny and Shaq and Ernie said, hey, man, that's not fair. It's not right. Um, he said, you know, athletes should be put in front of the line uh, and be up there with the first responders and the elderly people because he goes, number one, at Kenny, he goes, athletes are the healthiest people on the planet. So, you know, even if they caught COVID, chances are, yeah, they'll be okay. But with all these teams where players are contracting COVID, I just saw breaking news yesterday. The college Michigan team shut, is shutting down because several people tested positive for COVID. So let these athletes get the, max, the vaccine ahead of everybody else or up there with the most important people so that they don't have to worry about spreading it within the organization and to other teammates. And, and since they're the healthiest people who can survive the most, why not? Uh, because that would seem like a controlled test number. That's one of the reasons why it would seem like it was controlled. Because as you said, athletes, who are the most athletes are, are, are of, uh, well, you're talking about basketball right now. Is what no, he about. meant all sports. All sports, okay. Football, but all sports. It's still uh, predominantly most sports other than hockey. NASCAR. Golf. Okay. Uh, tennis still yodeling, yodeling, but they're predominantly black, so that, right. that that could be misconstrued that way. One, but I know that's not where he was okay. coming from. I know, but I'm just saying that would be right. one of the reasons why not. The one of the reasons I think it would be good to do that, um, and it's not because I think uh, it's a, a privilege and an athlete being able to jump through the line, because of the, I think that uh, people that have a high profile, like an athlete that you see on right. TV, it would be great if they got it because if they got it and they do well with it, and then it, and the COVID numbers go way down in that test group, which would be a test group. Right. People would start feeling, oh, yeah, this is working. We do need to get that vaccine. Because, uh, look, now they're not shutting down sports anymore. So, obviously, uh, the vaccine's working. It would be a great test place to see right. how it's working. But, uh, again, that's a controlled, that, that would be a controlled test that people could look at. And right. because of their visibility, people, it would get to the community right. sooner. Oh, no. No. The quarterback... Is toast, dude. I, it's my fault too because I said let's get some pizza. Yes. So fuck. Sorry. It, it, it was it, it was it was bad last time. I, I don't want to know how it's going to be this time. <laughs> We're going to have to start doing things without dairy. In it. <laughs> that might be it. The cheese, nigga. Yeah, I think so. God damn. Um. Uh. And like again, when I'm saying like, yo, COVID is fucking up the game, I, dude. I, Again, since this has happened, I haven't cared much about sports and particularly basketball because, again, I don't – and I've said this. I don't like watching them empty arenas. I remember I, I was in bed the other day, and they said 
football, the championship game. And I thought they were talking about the Super Bowl, but it was the last four teams to play. And, of course, the yeah. winner out of the, you know. It was the championships. Two, and then right. They go to the Super Bowl. And I'm just going, the Super Bowl is an American holiday. This is, does not feel right. The, to, 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 to watch the Super Bowl on TV, and there's hardly anybody in the fucking stands. This is the Super Bowl. Well, they're going to have, what did they say, 22,000 fans? Yeah, you told me 22,000. 7,500 are going to be uh, first, I guess first, I don't it's not first response. I think it's uh, a you lot of medical. Service, medical, service. medical. Yeah, medical side. Uh, nurses, doc, doctors. Yeah. Give them a little, thank you for your service. From Florida. They're, yeah, they're and, and, and uh, so your that's, sacrifice. So that's 7,500, and then the balance is of the 22,000 is going to be, uh, right. I guess. The but these sponsors. arenas hold what, like? No, it's 75 to 90,000 people. So that's going to look, and they ain't all going to be sitting in one group. No. It just, uh, just, this is, come on, man. Like, I, we all want this to end. So that's why when you go, yeah, they came out with this vaccine quick. Yeah. We want to get back to normal. Well, science has progressed too that they can, they're getting better at this. But uh, I will say to what you were talking about, I was trying to watch an NBA game and there was this amazing dunk that took place and it had no amazing finish because usually it's the crowd that, right? Wah! And everybody is standing, you know, yeah. you're watching practice. Listen, I'm happy to be able to watch a little bit of NBA, but I don't have that same. I mean, I used to love to, you know, I could sit home all day and watch games. I right. can't do that now. It doesn't happen. I just that don't same. care. It just something feels wrong. There's no energy. Um, speaking of the NBA, uh, somebody sent me this uh, clip. Big shout out to my man. His uh, Instagram handle is KK's son. Uh, where this dude, who every now and then is one of the guests, uh, he takes over. Like when Stephen A. Smith is not there, they bring in a substitute. This this light skinned nigga named Ryan Hollins. I hate this motherfucker. And not just because of this particular clip that I'm going to play, but because he says a lot of dumb shit. A lot of shit that makes you go, what? And and something about him, he got like a, a, a what would you call it? A, 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 the beige bean. Pinto bean? Pinto. He got a pinto bean shaped head. I And when I say I hate this motherfucker, I say this motherfucker. You know it's serious when a black man pronounces motherfucker like a white man. I hate this motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, this nigga's on here with Shaq. And to paraphrase, he's basically saying that uh, MJ and Kobe couldn't hold LeBron's jockstrap. Let that sink in for a second. I now, think I, I think it, he said Phil's shoes. Phil's shoes. Okay, Phil's okay. Phil's shoes. Either way. Yeah. But Jockstrap sounds better though. Okay, but Phil's shoes. That in and of itself is so fucking idiotic because even if you are a LeBron LeBron lover, you have to go Kobe and Mike. We we and again, the the diehard LeBron LeBron fans will argue this all day. LeBron is better, blah, stats, blah, blah. But you do not f- remove Kobe and MJ that far where you go, can't fill his shoes. And even Shaq was like, nigga, what? Then he go on, he goes on to say some some other dumb shit. It would have been worse if you said he couldn't fill his jockstrap. Well, damn. <laughs> That's a matter of inside knowledge. How do you know that? 
<laughs> Holy shit. I've never heard it put quite like that. Yeah, I was just thinking about it after we put those two fill shoes and whole yeah. jock straps. I thought, man, if you mix those, we got some fucked up situations. Holy shit. Okay. So I'm going to play this here clip of this pinto bean egghead motherfucker. I can't stand Ryan Hollins. I be wanting to throw my fucking remote at the goddamn TV. You said, you said uh, uh, LeBron James, the greatest player ever? Ever. What about Michael and Kobe? So you just going to pass Kobe up like that? I'm going to pass Kobe up. I'm going to look at Michael. I'm going to look at the... <laughs> I'm going to look oh, at the... Oh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Patron, America. Yo, yo. Patron, America. You, Kobe you... Bryant couldn't feel, or Michael Jordan feel LeBron's shoes. The impact that he's had with different teammates, would different you organizations... Ma- would you be mad at me if I just walked off the you show? You can't leave. Hey, you, any are, other you, are you aware that this man that has tripled and doubled Michael Jordan in assists? Assists make other players better now. I'm going to say one thing to you. Okay. Max, I don't know the numbers like you do. Michael Jordan is what in the finals? Six and what? Oh. And what is LeBron in the finals? That's all I got to say. Jack, how many did games game, game sevens did MJ go to? Zero. Zero. Hey, Zero. I'm just saying. How, how many times did MJ see the Warriors, though? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Will you stop it? I'm, glad, I'm just Shaq, saying, though. Shaq, stop it. Shaq. He's going to beat the Warriors? Hold He's going to be Shaq, when Jordan retired. When Jordan yes. retired. No. <laughs> yes. They would run laps around that Bulls team, yo. Are you kidding okay, me? Okay, okay, let's go player by player. Let's go player by player. All right, point guard. Who you got? Point guard. You got Steph. Who's guarding Steph? Pip? No, Harper? I'm, I'm asking who. Yeah. Okay, oh, so, yeah. so Harp, look, look, yeah. look. Yeah, Harper. Okay. Yeah, yes, Harp. Lock so he's going to chase Harp. him off the yeah. three. Yeah, of course. And then is. guess what? And then guess what? Um, so you got Steph. You got Clay, you got KD, you got Draymond, and we plug whoever at the five. Whoever. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat that team? Yes. Because not it? to mention they're not going to guard Rodman and they're doubling every time, MJ. Listen, first of all, you got to hit those threes. Oh, okay. Uh, they hit them. Qu- oh. Another question. What era are we playing in? We playing in the big boy era? Where you can- okay, we, we don't even need to hear the rest of this because he, he, he said what needed to be said. Um, this peasy head motherfucker. I love how he goes... Again, he goes, uh, they would run laps. Dude, I'll respect you more if you say it'd be a tight game. It might be any it might be up for grabs as to who could win. Laps. This ain't the Warriors versus Michael Jordan when he first came in the league. When he was with uh who Dave Corzine and and uh and uh what's my man that does the the, the the finger roll, the, the oh, Gervin, oh, George Gervin, yeah, oh. and and Charles Oakley. This ain't when Jordan had hair. This is, and then he goes, he reels off these names like these powerful weapons: Clay, Steph, Draymond. Oh, so Michael, Scotty, Dennis, ain't shit. Let's break it down the way he broke it down. Point guard, Ron Harper, length, long. He would give state Steph problems. I, I I have another alternative to that that ends the game. Okay, but before you get to okay, that, let me okay. just break. Uh, Michael Jordan, Clay Thompson, complete shutdown. Um, Scottie Pippen on KD. Now listen, KD is too good to be shut down, but he's going to have his hands full with Scottie Pippen, Draymond Green, Dennis Rodman, offensively. Draymond could still put up some points, but again, Rodman is in that ass like a pubic hair, nigga. Fucking, and then let's talk about centers. The Bulls got two centers who could shoot, Luke Longley and Bill Winnington, which opens up the lanes. For who? 
Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, two of the best finishers. Now, from the bench standpoint, you got two bona fide three-point threats, Steve Kerr and uh, Judd Bushler. And keep in mind, Steve Kerr obviously ain't the coach. He's with the, he's with the 72 and 10 Bulls. So let's put back Mark Jackson for Golden State. Mark Jackson versus Phil Jackson. Are you fucking kidding me? Run laps? I don't believe that they could win a seven-game series against the Bulls, that 92-10 and 10 Bulls team. They might win one game. I'm saying sweep. I'm saying sweep. Um, I, I think people are really underestimating uh, Dennis Rodman in this matchup. Okay. Because you can take Dennis Rodman, who it, no players were ever run for Rodman, so you don't have to worry about him as the scorer. That was never part of the, the Bulls' uh, championship run, was counting on right. Dennis for points. So you put uh, Dennis on Curry. On, on, on Steph Curry? Just to mess up his game. Yeah. Because he's, he needs to be in a rhythm to play his and game. And then you're talking about a height advantage, too. A strength advantage. Strength advantage. Now, uh, then you also, when you fuck up Curry's game, uh, then you switch off but uh, with Rod, um, Rodman, with Pippen. And we're talking about help defense. Yeah. I don't even think you need help. They need to help each other. Because what you just said, Ron Harper on Steph, because I'll give Steph speed, he but, might need help. And you got two of the best defender, defenders helping you. Michael on Clay, no help. KD on Scotty, no help. Rodman on Draymond, no help. No, you don't need to. But and then Rodman, like I said, you can switch off between uh, uh, on, on KD, uh, Pippen, and Rodman just to fuck up KD's game. There is gamesmanship to this. We're not talking about just. This is why those Bulls teams were so good. They could do different things. They didn't have to give you one look. Give me the other look that that you're going to get from uh, from the Warriors. And if and to your point, for those of you who may not know or don't remember, uh, when the, when the, when the Bulls played Orlando Magic uh, when Michael came back from baseball and, and actually the, the very the year after that because when Mike came back from baseball uh, he didn't have his basketball legs and the Magic beat them but that next year when the Bulls went 72 and 10 and swept the Magic Rodman guarded Shaq a lot and was a problem Shaq now we talk about Draymond Green dude I really would love to punch that nigga Ryan Hollins in his mouth he says the dumbest shit. Like, and you were a professional player. Let me, How do you not see this? Let me just ask you one more question. Because what he said about assists, because uh, LeBron makes everyone. Why, why are uh, Jordan's assist numbers lower? Why aren't they higher? Why doesn't he have higher assist numbers? Um, oh shit, I'm stumped because. The motherfucker finished. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to throw it to you for? Right. When I'm going to go take this ball and, just- and, and and to be honest, him not sharing well, him not having great assists numbers like LeBron. Sure, LeBron might have more than him, but I think that's overhyped that Mike wasn't a great assist guy because he was. Look at Mike's top. Go to YouTube and type in Michael Jordan assists. Michael could pass like magic when he wanted to. There's two uh, wins that I can that I think of when I really think of uh, the Bulls wins when you right. when we talk about it this way, the the win that uh, Kerr had because he told him that he was going to throw he was he was if they right. came and double me, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you the ball. Right. The other one was Paxson. 
Yeah. The, he know, that first championship. So when he needed to make the assist, that's the difference. When he needed to make the assist, right? He made he he made it. And a lot of times he didn't throw you the ball because he couldn't count on you. Though he didn't have he, the, the the team wasn't up to par. So it's just like I like to to sit there and go. They would mop the floor. What? And again, coaching. Phil Jackson is going to outsmart Mark Jackson. Well, they have to play against that triangle offense. It's a different kind of – I mean, you have to prepare to play Phil Jackson's teams because right. of that, that offense. Right. So, I don't know. I just think with someone like Shaq, who's played the game, won championships. And Ryan Hollins, who's won nothing. Just looked at him in his episode. And he's light-skinned. <laughs> let, let me step out of this conversation for a second. <laughs> And says there's Patron in his cup. I step back into the conversation. Right, right. And there's Patron in his cup. I mean, that, that, that tells you something right there. And, and Max Kellerman almost fell out of his seat, too. Are you kidding me? Michael Jordan went. And I love how he said those names like Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson at the two versus Mike. You get, you, Clay Thompson's going to do what? MJ, nigga. You know, at the end, you cut it off, too, with. Uh, where, where they said, what era are we talking about? Yeah. I, go ahead. Well, I, I do understand that if we're playing in, in today's game. Right. Shaq called it the cupcake era. You're talking about the cupcake era? Well, it, it is different. It would be, there would be a lot more fouls on, on the Bulls teams. That, that's guaranteed <laughs> because they played a different way. Uh, but, gee, geez, you can't – I mean, did you ever see the fouls that, were, that, were, that weren't was, called on Jordan or that weren't called – I mean, were, they got beat up. Oh, Scotty. you're talking about back in the era when it was uh, hockey ball. <laughs> they got their ass handed to him going down the lane. Jordan – and Jordan did get calls. He did get calls because he is Jordan. But they beat the shit out of him when he came in the lane. And, and if you fouled Mike too hard, he tried to fight you. Look at when he went at Reggie Miller. When he tried to go at Greg Anthony, when he tried to go at Danny Ainge, Mike was no fucking punk, nigga. In this era of basketball that we have, if you don't get the foul call that you think you have, the game you stop. You look at the ref like that was. A- Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think it matters the era. I I, I I don't think it matters. I think they could have adjusted their game. The one that would have had the hardest time adjusting the game is Rodman because Rodman liked to body you up. Yeah, Rodman did all kind of wild shit. So right. that that would have been the toughest right. transition. But you know, Rodman is also a performer and a showman, so he would have he would have changed his game to fit fit what he needed to do. I think he would have still been Rodman, but I think when you got Michael and Scotty and the brain of Phil Jackson, I just don't see how you could beat them. I, I don't see how you beat them. I don't know either. I I, I think that I don't want to spend that much more time on this because no, we about to move no, on. No, no, no. But because I just I don't even know. How I, this is a non This is a non conversation. I just yeah. But somebody sent me that, and like I said, I, I watch. I, I used to watch First Take religiously, um, and whenever he was on, I, I would flip the channel because I couldn't. I couldn't take it, man. I, I just couldn't take it. He's a, he's such he's a, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> All right, on to the next sports topic. Um, as Andy and I have told you, uh, we are big fans of documentaries. Uh, and at first, I wasn't going to watch it because I'm not a golf dude. Yeah, but, that is, I, I, but, but no, no, yeah. but no, because I'm going to ask you. It's going to be my first question. Yo, if y'all haven't seen it, the documentary about Tiger Woods, fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now let me get to my question. Can you explain to me 
what is the big fucking deal about golf? Okay, I'm going to give you the big deals about golf, but let me ask you this question before I answer your question. You have ever played it? No, and I can tell you right now from watching that documentary, that first swing, I destroy my whole body. I give myself two groins, nigga, and, and each pull in each leg. I got to be honest. I saw you cross the street, man. Nigga, I'm telling you, the form, like they, that when Charles Barkley had that fucked up form, I think my shit would be worse than that. Uh, yeah, I think you would make it. No, nah, I don't think you'd make it nine holes. Honestly, I think you'd have to take a, you'd have to. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to go get some injuries, some therapy. Right. It, it puts you in the, the trainer's room. Right. Uh, here's the thing about golf that makes golf amazing. One, uh, as a competitive sport, right. you're really not playing the people around you. You're playing the golf course. Okay. Uh, that makes kind of – that evens out the whole – that evens out the playing field right there because you're playing the golf course. And golf courses change and they're set up differently all the time. Even your home course can be set up a little differently. So it, it's like when you play a video game, and they change, you know, it never changes. So you play the video game and then you get to the end. That's they can change the course. They can move where the hole is on the green. They can uh, make the green uh, the way they cut it. They can make the green uh, further away. They can put uh, higher rough in. There's a lot that goes into golf. I like golf. I don't play golf because I, I have anxiety issues and, and uh, it leaves me too much time to think if I'm playing four hours. But it's supposed to be a relaxing. Yeah, but when you got this, when I was younger and I was more relaxed and I was a bigger idiot, um, I love golf, man. I would call people up at 5 o'clock in the morning to see if they wanted to go play golf. Um, it is relaxing. You walk, especially if you uh, can play a course that you can walk. But growing up in uh, Phoenix, uh, Tucson and Phoenix, we had uh, Tucson was better for walking. They had shorter courses. But Phoenix has long courses. You usually have to take a cart. Um, a lot of people who play golf really like the relaxed, like you said, the, the four hours that you're on a golf course. Relaxing. Drinking. I didn't drink when I played golf. I was really into into playing golf. Um, it, it's just relaxing, and, and you're not trying to beat the guy. I mean, obviously, you like to beat the guy. You can have little side bets on who, on holes and do. But whatever. in those tournaments, like the Masters and all of that, aren't you? You're playing to win, so you are competing against. Yeah, but you, the only way you win is to beat the course. Everybody has to beat the course. I know, but if somebody beats you, yeah, that's because they outplayed you, right? They outplayed the course. Yeah, see, this is why this shit is corny to me, man. Because, well, because any okay, you see, like uh, it's four days that you play golf, right? So you might beat the course, or you might be ahead. You're ahead of everybody you're on the leaderboard. Yeah, you're beating everybody else, but that's because you beat the course. You got to you who you got to have less shots than you're given for each hole. Like, dude, here's what was, and at first, I felt one way, and then towards the end of the documentary, I said, okay, a little bit, like. To play it to me is dull. But I'm going, how do these people, these hordes of people, sit there in dead silence, and then when a shot is made, that's that exciting to them? It really is. If you play it all, it really is. Here's where I, I turned a little bit. When Tiger would do the shit where he would take that initial first swing and knock the ball in the air... And it fell a couple of feet from the hole. Yeah. I went, that is kind of amazing that you could you could do that. That's a skill. Okay, so when you're watching Tiger in those shots and you see him hit that ball and he goes flying and it goes it bounces or flies right over the hole, mm. and then all of a sudden you see it roll backwards. Right. 
Do you know how hard that is to do? But he, him hitting that is making that guaranteed to roll backwards. Yeah, and it's the way you hit see. The that's ball. a little amazing. You hit the. You, there's a there's a one of the one of the shots in 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 the documentary. You see Tiger hit this ball, and you see him take a a, a, a like about a at least an eight to twelve inch piece of grass off the ground. You see that go flying in the other direction. Right. You have to hit down on the ball. Force it into the grass, cut that grass out, and that's what puts all that backspin on the ball. And not only do you have to be able to put the backspin on the ball, you have to put the put nowhere to put the ball and have right. it have that backspin to come back towards the pin. Right. What he does, people who played their whole life can't do. Well, see, and that's the part where you go, I respect it, but just but okay, I respect it, but to just go, yo, I'm excited because. I'm going to go to the golf course and watch Phil Mickelson or watch Tiger or Bubba Green or whoever hit the ball. That one moment gives you that much joy? Yeah. That's crazy. And the reason I'm, tell- the reason I'm saying you played the course and not the player is because you're, you're, you're battling the course to get a lower score than the other guy. But when, we play, when you play football – basketball whatever there's there's height advantage size advantage whatever violence speed running cuts spins incredible throws distance incredible catches one-handed you see what i'm going yeah but there's so much excitement but the guy who's five six can play the guy who's six two and it doesn't make a difference because you battling that it's an even playing field you're playing the course your skill level versus someone else's skill level mm. okay uh, it, it, it's if you played it, if you even played it one time, and you saw how hard it is to do it, you would go, okay. Now physically, it is demanding. Obviously, you saw a Tiger; he needs surgeries. We'll, we'll go into right. that. There is a physical demand on your body. Is it the same as a football player? No, right. that's why the careers are the difference between an average of three years and thirty years. Right. Well, okay. th- well, even the guy said, you know, when you're swinging the club like that, over and over and over. Yeah. You're, you're doing something physically that your body wasn't meant to do that much. So at some point, yeah, there is the wear and tear. Yeah, but the idea of that swing, that swing is, is – and Tiger's like, swing is completely different than most. Right. But like, – Like having sex is a natural act. We all do it. But when you fuck as much as I do, eventually your hips and your back start to deteriorate. So, um, you know, that probably led to the groin injury too. <laughs> Um, do, do you stretch before you uh, fucking hit the bed? I, before you no, get on your, no, you don't, no, you don't, no. You I dive right into the uh, pool, nigga. Now you might have to start stretching. Yeah, I might have to do some <laughs> testicle and nut exercises and some penis strokes. Um, <laughs> dude, to get a little bit off topic, but still on topic, do you bowl? Uh, occasionally, for fun, my son, my younger dude, True, likes to, he likes to throw, what is it, what do they say, roll? He likes to roll. He likes to roll. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, he just likes to do it for fun. So, yeah, we'll go for fun. I've never been into it. Like, uh, like I like bowling. I can't watch it for shit, but it's fun. Like, and when I'm saying that to say this, how some dudes, I can't do it because when I bowl and I let spin? it go, I, straight. How dudes put that fucking spin on it where it looks like it's going to the yeah. gutter and then curves in, that's some respectable shit. That's why, like, when you talk about Tiger cutting the grass and the ball flipping back, I go, okay. Yeah. Now, it is respectable because, I, again, when bowling, and God, it's all the lanes change too because of how much oil's on the lanes and how right. much spin they have to get and how far they can put it over to get that right. spin. 
but there's just it's not it's not the, it's not a long course you're not walking you're just sitting there it's it's a lot, i'm not knocking anybody who bowls professionally but it, it, it's not the same right um one of the things on a documentary they brought up uh that you know clearly it was obvious to me is um you got the sense that tiger didn't identify with being black like all like some mixed brothers they say yeah i'm part black fuck let me go to you 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 mexican and jewish but you really seem to identify and you'll you'll say it i'm part mexican but you seem to really identify more with white than you do with mexican tiger and clearly when he was on oprah and she alluded to uh Something about you being, you're playing these courses that at once upon a time ago, black people were not allowed to play. So this is big. This is historic. And Tiger at one point said something where he goes, yeah, this is important because I know for the blacks. He said the blacks. That's that's damn to something a racist white person says. And I'm, and I'm just saying that to say it feels like Tiger really doesn't identify would be in black, not to mention every love of his life has been straight King Kong fetish. Okay, before we go any further, just for fun, uh, could you do that tiger thing that you just said, but it's Donald Trump opening up his golf course for the blacks? You know, it's going to be historic <laughs> because Tiger's going to be there and it gives hope, you know, to the blacks. <laughs> but you said. We never had too many. Finally, we have a black, which gives hopes to the blacks. When you said it, I mean that I heard. I heard Trump's the idea. And when I say Trump, I'm just I'm. I think Trump might be with the idea of uh, of how white a white privileged person looks at different. Groups of people in, in, in that kind of way, just right. like, and the way you said it, I here's the, here's my, uh, I I don't know I don't know how he identifies you 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 brought me up so I can only tell you my, my situation my situation is that um, I, I feel close to the cult to the culture the Hispanic mm-hmm. the Mexican culture it's Mexican culture that I that I grew up around uh, I feel close to it but I was never my mom at a very young age when my mom got remarried we moved to another part of town. There was no Mexicans in sight. The only time I ever saw Mexican culture then is if I really went to my uncle's house or if my grandmother came over to our house. I didn't hear Spanish anymore. It wasn't part. And I grew up like with all white kids. And no one ever said, oh, you're the Mexican kid or you're the Jewish kid. I was just one of the kids. And I felt like I grew up white. Like I grew up. I was treated. I, I, it's not that I don't recognize who I am. I think it's disingenuous of me who grew up in a white privileged area as a, and grew up in that way. It would be disingenuous to say, Oh yeah, I, I, I am this. I was treated a certain way. Uh, in, in, and I, I don't feel like white people. I don't feel that like, this is really hard to, as, as a kid growing up as, as Mexican Jewish, my, and this is the other part of it. My Mexican side of the family looked at me as the little white kid, the, the Jewish kid. You know, I wasn't one of them. <clears throat> and the Jews looked at me as like, oh, well, this, they're, they're Jewish. 
kid married a Mexican, and so we have this Mexican kid. I didn't really have a home. And so white people treated me normal because they didn't see me as either one of those. They just saw me as me. White people. White people. But they also saw you as one of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's disingenuous. I, right. grew, I walked through the world as a white guy, and for me now to go, no, I'm Mexican, or no, I'm this, Right. it, it doesn't feel... It doesn't, but Tiger has walked through the world, for the most part, looking like a Negro. Yeah, he... But he seems to not want to have anything to do with that part of it. At that particular time when that interview happened, I don't know what his theory was. I heard what his explanation was. But don't you think, and I'm just going to ask you this question because I can't, I'm asking you the question as you asked me. If you were, if you came from a mixed, a mixed heritage and your mom is Asian, right? She, I don't, right. And your dad's black. Right. Don't you want your mom to get some credit for who you are too? Well, I guess he tried to give everybody the credit with Caucasian. Yeah, which was a little yeah, but he probably thought he was doing you know, and and then his dad, I'm not, it was saying he's going to be the the savior. And I'm glad you just brought that up because that was in my next note. When his dad goes, my son is going to be the one to bring the world together. Nigga, turn it down. Okay, but if don't you, you think that's a bit ridiculous? But if you grew up hearing that, don't you think that how did he say it? Cobblation. Isn't that kind of like the I what you would get from that? Like I'm going to bring in the world, so I'm I'm all these things, so I'm going to announce myself as all this. But but he's more or less saying through golf, through my son's ability to play golf at such a Jesus like level, the whole world is going to stop and come together again. Great golfer, probably the best that ever was. No, actually, he never beat Phil Mickel's record, he, right? He beat Phil Mickel. He, he didn't. He beat did a nineteen, did he? No, no, that's. Um, Oh, so he, he that's did Nickel, beat it. That's, no, that's Nicholson you're talking about, Jack Nicholson. But he never beat Jack Nicholson. No, but... So Jack Nicholson is still the greatest golfer ever, he right? Has, he has more uh, of those wins, but I, it would be hard-pressed to say that he... The, the Tiger wasn't the best golfer ever. Okay, so, Because he changed the whole way. They had to change the course for Tiger. Okay, but look, look, what I'm trying to get to in terms of perspective, ain't nobody loving golf that much that that's even possible. Now, if you if you really want to talk about bringing the world together in a harmonious, beautiful way, Muhammad Ali, yeah, Paul, motherfucking Tiger Woods ain't revered in other parts of the world like Ali was. I, I don't know if that's true. I know that's true. I know, not to the extent of Ali, because Ali, we know. We, uh, but that's what I'm saying. If when his father says it, like on that level, it never happened. It never happened. It. Ch- it, it he had a major impact on culture. Yes, on golf and, and, and commercials and from that perspective. But even with the black community wanting to claim him, when it becomes obvious you don't want to claim us, then you didn't bring, then, then you're not going to get that. You're but, not going to accomplish that. That probably, uh, not probably, that obviously hurt him in that idea. But I, I, I feel for him. Because I understand what it's like not to know really who, where you come from. Because you are a hybrid of what, of, of different factions. And even in your own family, you can feel that. Right. And I understand how that feels. I understand how that can be confusing. Right. Uh, and I understand how I feel and why I said what I said. But I also had, uh, the, for me to be able to say it, I have the benefit of skin tone. Right. He didn't. And, and 
you know, as I, what you said when he, uh, when the he didn't have the benefit of skin tone, but he had the benefit of famous tone. Yeah. And when you have famous tone, often white America for a little while or until you fuck up forgets that you're a Negro. But then when you fuck up, they remind you you're a Negro. Yeah. This, he didn't have the, that fame benefit when they pulled him out of his car and, uh, and he had to go get his uh, his headshots done at the police station. Well, not just that, but even Bryant Gumbel, who seemed a little bit pissed off about it, when he was coming back from the scandal uh, with the women, how that one guy, the like one of the chairman of the uh, masters, was basically verbally what they called him, gave him a, a whipping. Oh, it, that, it, it was and Bryant Gumbel was like, "You wouldn't do that to Phil Mickelson, no, it was or Jack Nicholson, or Jack Nicholas." It was shameful. And, and what's funny, it's, it's, it's funny if we really think about it, he had a problem with prescription pills. Tiger. So, yes. And what is the, what is the problem in the white community right now? Prescription pills. The difference. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it, it, there is huge hypocrisy in the way that it was, it was done, what it was handled. Right. Uh, that guy that was uh, berating him, it could be someone who, is, who has a bottle of pills in his... I'm not saying he does have a bottle right. of pills in his medicine cabinet, but he could. Uh, it, it, the hypocrisy that you, you witness with Tiger is, is huge, but... It often makes me go, why when these Negroes that are black or part black and that show you how disconnected they are from the black community, a la OJ, a la Tiger, once they f- see the reality as to how white America treats them and views them, uh, once the veil of fame comes o- away because you done fucked up, why don't they then go, damn, I was wrong, or holy shit, I realize what I should have always known, or I fucked up what by trying to disconnect from the black community when racist white America reminds me that I'm a nigga. At least OJ, after the trial, the nigga tried for a little bit going to black churches, putting on daishikis. He tried. Tiger didn't even acknowledge it. Okay, let's, let, let, let's, let's take a look at Tiger, though. And OJ, I mean, that's two completely different situations, too. Time-wise, we're looking at time-wise. You're more connected to uh, a civil rights movement in, uh, in OJ's time. You are part of that movement. Would you not say that? What do you mean connected to a civil rights? The time was the, of the period of where there's the civil rights movement. Everything's happening. So OJ's disconnected. And OJ grew up a lot different. OJ grew up in uh, where do you, in northern, in like San Francisco area. Didn't yeah. He, 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 wasn't, he wasn't like the best kid in the world. At but the time. at one time, OJ did marry a black woman. And have black okay. kids, but that, this—that's what I'm saying. He was connected. Was pre- okay, he, but he was. This was pre. Uh, this was also pre-fame. Okay, OJ. But he was connected to the black community, right? Tiger's connection to the black community is a lot different. It's it's it's, it's further away from the times of, of the civil rights movement, uh, and I'm saying that's an important part in time as connecting to the black community. That's when the black community really came together with uh, "Black is Beautiful," "Black Power." All this happened at that. We're moving now to Tiger's time. It's further away from that time. Uh, his mom is Asian. His dad's black. He has. He's playing golf every day. He's he's ha- he's with different people. He's with a real mixed community. That's different than how OJ came up. I don't think you could compare those two. Mm. I, I think there's comparison in in terms of After, with fame. You can compare them. 
and how they were seen and, and, and getting the, uh, uh, the shift from white America on when you're, when they're happy to have you versus when, see, I told you so. And, you, and listen, man, you might be right in terms of, to some degree, it's a, it's a comfort level. Because maybe Tiger just felt more connected and comfortable with white women. Because what was interesting to me was that part where he goes, uh, he would be in Vegas and be partying with Michael Jordan. And, uh, you know, the girl goes, the, the lady who was responsible for bringing the girls to them was like, he, he's kind of like a goofy, nerdy nigga. Yeah. And where, you know, Michael Jordan is a cool motherfucker. He's got cool. He's a natural. The earring, the suits, the leather jacket. I mean, sometimes he wears his pants near his nipples. But he's a Michael Jordan is a naturally cool nigga. He don't seem like he would have a problem getting hoes, even if he wasn't Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. So when Tiger said to him, Mike, what do I say to these girls? He goes, tell him you're Tiger Woods. Woods. Yeah. Like, motherfucker. Duh. You know, so... And, you know, even Tiger's first girlfriend, the white chick, and it was interesting when she goes, that time Tiger was supposed to come home, but he ended up spending the night with her, and it infuriated his dad and mom, and cut to Tiger wrote her a note, and he had to break up with her. I got to say, as harsh as that was, bravo to his dad, because, yo, women are a distraction. Pussy is a distraction. He didn't want nothing to take Tiger away from the goal of being Tiger. Okay. And, and I'm just saying I, this great quote, which I posted on Instagram, she will either make you focus or take your focus. Okay. And pussy takes your focus. And let me tell you, dude, if I had it to do over again, I would still fuck the women I fucked. But having kids, having a relationship, no... I might have put that on the bur on the back burner because that definitely took me off my focus. Okay, but let's get into wh where Tiger was at with this because you just you brought up something I think is important to this. Um, when Tiger's you say Tiger didn't identify uh, as black, right? No, and he was trying. I think Tiger was raised to only identify as a golfer. Think about this for a minute. His dad—that's all he did when he had that girl. Dad didn't like it when he when he stayed the night over there, or you know, gave him that story that he was gonna he was somewhere else and he was really with her. It didn't affect the timeline, but you're right, it affected uh, what they thought could take him off of his path. So right. the whole thing was about his path to be this golfer. Right. It was never about a culture. It was never about. Uh, I, I, I see that, but and to your point, any great phenom that's ever achieved success at that level has always had to stay away from distractions. Distractions are what take you off that path. If all you do is eat, sleep, think, shit, your potential, what's stopping you? Michael Jack, that's why as much as of, of a tyrant as Joe Jackson was perceived to be, and may have been at times, I don't think you get to be Michael Jackson without that level of focus. But look at look at what you pay to have that focus. You become Michael Jackson, never comfortable with himself, never comfortable in the world, never had that that connection that he wanted to, never had that connection with his dad that he wanted to. He was he felt he was a product. Look at look at Tiger. What Tiger doesn't say it, but you don't think Tiger felt like he was a product? 
I think he did at some point when he finally broke ties with his dad. So look at what the, the uh, th- there's a there's a payment that's due when you make someone. I like that. There's a payment that's due when you make when you make someone a prodigy like that. Because you you said distraction. Let's say Jordan is was is a great. You, you, he's the greatest basketball player of all time, according to me and you, uh, mm. and Michael Kellerman. Yes, and, and Shaq, and, Shaq. Uh, and the rest of the world, but that peanut head <laughs> motherfucker. Go ahead. Um, but he had to have distractions, or he couldn't play. Jordan had things that he did. Um, he we didn't we don't know about them, right. uh, because that's part of also the brand of Jordan. But Jordan didn't just play basketball. If he would have just done that, he would have gone crazy. He would have been a madman. But and even at his level and his, his his dedication, it still affects him as a human. Rodman, on the other hand, also, you know, he he was a great basketball player in his own right. Right. Had to have those distractions. Could not have right. played. Yeah, but he was a different animal. I'm just saying, somewhere in between there, there's right. a balance. Right. And it, I, I don't think Tiger ever had that balance. And then when his world came crashing down, he wasn't ever allowed to. He, he, he His world crashed and he was injured. And I don't think he got he had that balance until he won that last Masters. Right. I think that was the that's probably other than his dad wasn't there because he still had great love for his dad no matter what. Yeah. I think and he getting to grab his kid who after winning that Masters. I think that probably was the most balanced his, his life has ever been even though it's not it's not the life that he he probably imagined. His he's divorced, his kids aren't with him. Um yeah, it's different. And the, the girl uh that you're talking about that first the first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You that kid that you see in the videos that's dancing and being goofy. Yeah. Dude, how could you not want to have that when you grow up? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think you could. Clearly, it's, a, it's almost impossible to have both. You might, have to, you might get those moments every now and then. But the, the 95% of your time is focused on the craft. Okay. You say that, and then you, we, we talked about Jack Nicholson for a second. You think Jack Nicholson was raised in a life where he had to play golf all the time, and still, like, you even considered that that would be the greatest golfer. I look at Jack Nicholson, I'm sorry, and people, golf people are going to think I'm crazy with what I'm about to say. I, th- I think of, uh, of Jack Nicholson and his time and his... Jack Nichols, Nichol, Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Nicholson is the... The actor. Yeah. yeah. I, I think of his time more as, as I would think of... Uh, Shit, now I'm not even going to remember his name because that's what happens when I try to remember name. The other one? Who was the, the no, no, no. Who was the, um, the basketball player, Boston, center, won 11 championships? Oh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. He's like, to me, he's like Bill Russell. Right. He played in a different time. And like I said, you're playing the course. But when Tiger got so good, they made the course a bigger monster. Right. Um, again, when we talk about Jordan, changed the game. Tiger Woods? change the game the golfers that are out today the big name golfers play are playing golf like tiger played golf they're not playing the other way they're playing power they're, they, they've changed the way it, golf has changed from uh jack nickel jack nicholas's day right. to what we had from tiger so it's kind of hard when you said that first part to put that that way but and this is where i go to where we argue all the time about uh what about levels of success do you think Tiger would have given away five championships to have a more 
normal life that he was in control, that he felt good about? No, 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 because I think he was so ingrained in golf because that's how he was raised. And you could see it in his eyes and hear it in his voice when he talks about, do you do you want to get that 19th? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. He, he's so, this is who I am that I think winning at that point is more important to him than having a normal life. But that was the product of who he was. Listen, this is, you know, when we eat, we when we're on the road, we eat. And Aries oh, does, do we? Yeah. And Aries does something that... Uh, that I'm not really able to do. And this is why I, I gain weight a lot of times. My dad, mm-hmm. it was like you had to clean your plate. You had to clean your plate. You mean wash it or eat everything on that Eat everything on the plate. Oh. No leftovers. You ordered right. it, you eat it. Right. I'm trying to get more like you. Where like I see you eat and then if you're full, you're done. You don't have to clean it. You'll leave food. You'll order extra. Like you'll order like you want to taste something. You'll order it. Right. You'll have a bite or two of it. Right. And then you'll go, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, that's what the rich do. I've been Mr. Howe from Gilligan's Island. So what I'm saying is I've been forced into something that I have that mentally my father still controls the way that I eat, and I have to remind myself that I don't have to eat that. I can send it back. I don't like this caviar and steak tartare. Where's the dog? Give it to the dog. I thought I wanted lobster and prawns, but I don't. Where's our Mexican maid? Consuela, finish this. Okay. But when you uh, look at Tiger, I think a lot of that still just comes from the way that he was raised, that he has to win. He has to be the champion. He has to be number one. I don't think anybody... No, I'm going to say that different because Jordan came from a different... He wanted to be number... That was innate in him. Right. Uh, I still think that Tiger wanted some normal, some some normalness in his life. If God sat you down and said to you, Andy, here's two doors. Go through door A, and you will have nowhere near a normal life. But you're going to go down in history as the best comedian ever to live since Richard Pryor. And you'll have the respect of people all over the world and all within the comic community, and you'll be rich beyond your wildest dreams, or go through door, door B, and you might be a fifth, or whatever, a fraction of that, but you'll live a normal life. You don't have to worry about paparazzi. You don't have to worry about... You won't get any of the shit you'll get from door A. Still be a good comic. Still be semi-respected, semi-known. A little, a little bit of money. But you'll have a normal fucking life. See, the problem is people try to answer that question. I can answer it. No, you can answer it, but I can tell you that you can't answer it. I can tell you this. I'll answer it by saying this. I've already chosen door B. I want door A, but I've made decisions that have put me through door B. But you can't say that because you're saying door A and you haven't lived door A. Right. And you might live door A and go, you know what? I, I live door A and I live door B. I would have preferred B. But you can't ha- be living in B because anybody in B, in door B, is looking at A like, God, I just would love to be there. Because uh, me, it has me, everything me, that I've ever me. wanted. Not understanding that you may have everything that you ever needed and wanted in door B because you haven't been there yet. You haven't lived that life. 
I would ask Tiger. I, I mean, that would be a great question to ask him. If he that same question, if you could, if you could switch from door A to door B, would you like to be with your kids? Would you like his wife? You said that he only dated white women. That last white woman. Well, let, let, let me say this. And here's what was so great about this documentary. Like anything else that's great, you want more. So I'm watching the first one, not knowing it's a two-parter. And I'm like, yo, this shit is good. And at one point, I even think I texted you and said, yo, Andy, man, you got to check this shit out. Then the mistress, the, the yeah, side sits down. sits down and goes, now, what do you want me to talk about? Then the music comes on and it ends. I, j- I yeah, no, this shit about to get juicy. And the credits. I said, there's a part two. Man, I couldn't wait. And then when part two came out, I was like, God damn. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up because I, I want to say something to this because okay. we didn't get to it. And this, I think, is important to understanding Tiger. Okay. But let me just say this. Okay. And this was a quote from D.L. Hewley because they cut to a piece of his stand-up for this. And my thing is this. And even there was a couple people who said, Tiger shouldn't have apologized. Apologize for what? And, and it's like D.L. goes, here's what we found out about Tiger. He likes pussy. And I don't understand how they're vilifying him because he fucked a lot of bitches. Yeah, Tiger likes pussy, as does any man. The only difference between Tiger and the regular man is Tiger can get a lot of it. But trust me, if a nigga that worked at uh, Payless Shoes could fuck a lot of bitches, he would. Why did he... Tiger shouldn't have apologized for what? He, he didn't need to apologize. There's plenty of people that cheated and did fucking foul shit with women. But even when you say foul shit, he didn't do anything foul. No, no, I know. But I'm saying there are people that did foul shit with women and never oh, apologized. Oh, right, for right, right, they right. Didn't have to, they didn't have to. Yes! And it counts from downtown. <laughs> you know what that is. <laughs> Remember what he did? Yeah, he, yeah. he bit a bitch. He bit, yeah. Right. But no one was in the room. She might have said, bite me. Marv, bite me. <laughs> First, let me move my toupee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yes is taking on a whole new meaning oh, now, the way man. you just did it. You're, Marv, eat my ass. Yes. <laughs> Where should you eat it? Downtown. Um, okay, here's the thing, though, that you just made me remember that I wanted to bring up in this. And where, I, where we're talking about Tiger. Right. And I said, you know, he might show, chose door B. If you gave him the question, here's the thing with the women. How many women came out that he was having affairs with? And they all said the same thing. He told me he loved me. They weren't having, he wasn't just fucking these women. He was having affairs with these women. They believe, they should have believed that he loved them as much as he should have believed they were with him because of him. There seemed like there was a couple that did think that. Okay, but wait a minute. Let me just say this. Dude, when you are worth over a hundred million dollars, fuck you, no. Listen, when you love someone, it, yes, that can definitely make an impact. But what if you just loved them because you liked who they were? This is, and this is why they liked who he was. Uh, this goes back to his dad. And then when you see his mom, she ain't like the warm, fuzzy mom that you see in, in the movies mm, either. She looks like Pat Morita. Okay. <laughs> Ball on. <laughs> Ball off. Ball on. Anyway, sorry. So 
he wanted these loving relationships. He wanted to be in love. He wanted to love someone. He couldn't love enough of the person that he was even with because he, that's like, that's what he was craving in life is to be loved and to give love. Real quick, I'm sorry. Just do the ball one thing again. Ball on, ball off. Hey, that decrimination. (laughs) All right, go ahead. (laughs) I told you this career is over. Uh, But he that's that, that that just that goes to show you how deep this 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 emptiness that he had cuz he was just he he was looking for more. He needed to be loved more. He, was he really looking for more or he just was horny as no, hell? He, cause he could, Some dudes are hornier than others. Okay, but you don't need to have a relationship. If like you said, if you're Tiger Woods, what how Jordan say it? Tell him you're Tiger Woods. Right. He don't need to have a relationship. And there's there's other things that weren't in this a documentary that I heard is where there was a lot of weird sexual uh, orgy type things that were going on. Yeah, with, it's you know, called sex. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of ingredients in the gumbo called sex. But he uh, he could have got that without having to form a, a, a loving. Uh, Relation, a, re- a loving reciprocal relationship, and that's what he was creating with people. But, but I also think, like the lady said, Tiger wasn't a smooth dude. He was a goofy nigga, and goofy niggas do shit like that. I love you. Jordan ain't telling bitches he love him because he's too smooth for that. I think that he actually wanted to love them. And I so think- you think it was real love he was searching for because something's missing. I think he's with his family. I think that's the love that he wanted from his family and that he was trying to replace and have any loving reciprocal relationship with other people to get that. 14 of them. It was 14 came out. Well, well, maybe he's smoother than I'm giving him credit for. 14 <laughs> hoes, nigga. But that doesn't go for the people that he. And, I, and I, again, I have no knowledge of who he fucked right. or didn't fuck. But if you got 14 love affairs. Right. There has to be some more uh, dirt in that trail back there. I would assume right. there was some one 14 night. is what we knew about. There has to be a few more that right. just one-nighters are passing through or whatever. But whatever. I'm just saying this is this is deeper than this with Tiger. He, he there was there's love. It was it was a love thing. He he needed to be loved. Let me ask you. So when you go uh cuz you've said to me often when we talk about this Money don't buy happiness. And his wife said, money can't put my family back together. The family can come back together if you want it to. Don't, so don't say money can't put... And I'm not, I'm not saying it's a money thing, but that's a choice. If you love Tiger and he's your husband and he made a mistake that a lot of men make, if, uh, unless you don't love him no more, why you can't put the family back together? Maybe there's... Maybe for her, that was a deal breaker that, you know, I can't trust you. It wasn't like one woman. This was, you know. He, he, All right. He made 14 of the same mistakes. <laughs> but it was the same mistake. Right. He just hadn't learned yet. Yeah, he hadn't learned yet. Um, but here's the thing. We're, we'll get back to what you just said. Money doesn't buy happiness. Okay. He had all the money he needed. He had fame. He had kids. He had a wife. He had the house. He had the jet. He had everything that you could possibly right. imagine. And he had the urge that a lot of men with power and all the toys have. But he wasn't happy or he, would, he wouldn't need that. I don't know that that has anything to do with happiness. He liked fucking. Okay. What do you- it's fucking is a sport too. But then you Charlie Sheen that shit. Mm. If that's really where you are and you just need to get off. 
Then you Charlie Sheen that shit. There's plenty in Vegas. That's that happens. Hey, that all was day one long. of his playgrounds, dude. So we don't know. I, I'm just saying it doesn't. It didn't buy happiness. What'd you think about the mistress? She was cute back then. She was cute pre-surgery. Again, this is where you're going to get me in trouble with people <laughs> sending me some more things about uh, uh, getting plastic surgery. You know, I think women look good. I think even when you age, you Farrah's look good. Farrah's pussy is getting hot right, right now. now. I just don't like when you, like I said, if you want to tune up the neck, the neck can get bad. If you want to do a little wrinkle, but when you start getting into things, those lips were really, yeah. It was yeah. just ridiculous. You don't even look like a, right. like a regular... I look you, you like look, a human. Yeah, you look like Melania Trump. Yeah, you know what? I, I, you know, I, I want to get some negative letters right now because, yes. real quick, um, we're going to go off topic because you brought up Melania yes. Trump. I've been, I saw this. Uh, someone sent me a, a thing about a, a, a painting that Jim Carrey did. He does. He does. Uh, somebody sent me that too. Okay, who was that? Was that her? Who? Melania Trump. That painting. He yeah, did? it's supposed to be Melania Trump. It oh, says okay. right there. Yeah. I, and, and it sounds like I, I want to stick up for this lady, and I don't. I just want to say. She wasn't elected to that office. She just happened to be married to that dude. Right. And she's paid. She's paying because she's married to that dude. She had to deal. And I know people would say, well, she could have done. I don't know what she could have done. He ain't listening to anybody else. Right. He's already been through how many wives and, and mistresses. It wasn't her job. Keep the focus on what needs to be focused on. Right. The person, the, the what wife is this? For Trump? For Trump, third wife. I don't know, maybe four. Three, okay, three or four. That's not the focus. That's not changing American politics. Right. It's just someone else to be angry at. But you're you're moving the anger to the wrong position. Mm. Keep it on where it needs to be. I I don't like. I don't feel sorry for her. She got in there herself. But I I wouldn't waste my time. There's plenty of there's plenty of blame to go around. Out of all the blame to go around, I'm, I'm going to move her towards the back of the line. Right. I, I just think we're getting ahead of ourselves when we want to put it on her. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's just, you know, uh, when they showed the paparazzi where when his mistress would come out of the, the apartment and she couldn't walk left, she couldn't walk right, the cameras, the flashbulbs, the questions, you, I, you, that, you just can't wait till that storm dies down. Dude, but do you do you remember when it happened? Do you, do you yeah. remember? Because I remember, and yeah. then, and there was it got real weird, and there was not, trying not to right. find out what happened. Now, right. and then it still didn't answer the question: Did uh, she bash, bash the windows in? Did, did the wife? Yeah, right. Or was that broken to get into the car? What happened? Right. Uh, dude, what a miserable experience, man! Just I just to be at that place in life, and this is where I'm going to say again: Money doesn't buy happiness. He was there, and to fall like that. Well, this is where I got to go, and this is my last thing. This is where, again, you have to tip your hat to MJ. Because this is why this nigga's the GOAT outside of basketball. Do you understand the focus and control and discipline you have to have to not end up in that? Because Tiger, is, for the golf world, was Michael Jordan. Same amount of fame, adulation. Money, endorsements, pussy. And we all know that Michael cheated. You know, we know. We don't know, but come on. We know. But that's the, the beauty of MJ. That motherfucker has kept shit. Again, what's his biggest controversy? Gambling. Yeah. And even then, he didn't break no rules. He didn't break no laws. 
everybody's got some dirt. Everybody's got some skeletons. Mike kept his shit so the brand. That's amazing. You know, though, uh, just that's all before social media as well. True. Uh, and True. And it's, So you think if he was in the social media area era, we would have found out something? Let's just, for something that I know for sure. Uh-oh. They, the reporters in Chicago knew of some of Michael's dirt. Right. But their sports reporters, especially, especially then, depended on that relationship with, with Michael. And they weren't going to go and do something that was going to jeopardize that relationship with the dude who was... Okay. So he did, he... I'm not going to say pass. He didn't get a pass. But, you know, if you had an indiscretion that wasn't sports-related, there was no reason to report on that. Just because you're fucking everybody... But, but again, that still is because Michael maintained something. Yes, Michael He knew how to manage. Yes. And that, that is a talent, dude. Yeah. That's, that's some heavy shit. Yeah, but today... You don't get that same break because everybody just wants to be the first. And right. they find out – everybody's going to find out. It's going to come from another city or it's going to come from another reporter. So it, it, it's going to happen. Uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, you know, when I first got into comedy, I worked with a comic. And he, uh, we were talking about comedy. He goes, yeah. He goes, the only thing I would change is that uh, I would have liked to have been famous 20 years ago. When you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do and there was no one there to take you down. Because he said, even now, and this goes back, this, this is how long ago, it was, it, was, uh, it was MySpace. He said, if a girl comes over, he has to take the phone because she's going to take pictures and then put them out on the internet, and then everybody's going to know that on, on, from MySpace that, you know, that's where he's at. And he said, I would like to have been in the days where, unless the reporter caught you outside the room, no one's going to know about it. That your business was your business. You know, I don't really have to do this. <laughs> But I'm doing this because this is part of who I am. That's how I played the game. Now, you don't want to play the game that way? Then don't play the game. Break. That's the podcast. That's it. There it goes. Uh, you got some music? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Okay, uh, coming up, this is Old Man Jesus. His Instagram is under Old Man Jesus. YouTube, Old Man Genius. Um, here he is, old man genius. An Oakland police officer gravely wounded in a weekend shootout has died. John Heechee had been declared brain dead on Sunday, but remained on life support so his organs could be harvested. Alameda County medical officials say Heechee's heart, liver, and kidneys were removed on Monday evening. The 41-year-old police officer and his partner both on motorcycle patrol, were gunned down when they pulled over Lavelle Mixon. Is up. They don't listen to the nigga. Tiptoeing out they fucking brains through the window. Pull up to their mama house and pull up to their sisters. Pull up to the station, let it rain on a dirty cop. Rest in peace to Lavelle. He was on it. All the social ducking high behind that badge. They don't want it. They IQs below. You got these retards out here working. They survive. I'm going to hit them with an L clip. Saying you a stepper, huh? 
we'll get to stepping. Steppin'. Nigga, it's Steppin'. the time we need essential workers working. Nigga, find a heart, and if you can't, then get to stepping. Steppin'. Crack a bite Steppin'. the curb before you pray, I get to stepping. <laughs> Knowing you a bitch without that motherfucking weapon. weapon. Revenge weapon. of the nerves. Nerd. Don't mind you follow protocol. It ain't no matter what obedient suckers over here, bitch. Aight. We'll put Aight. you in that air pick. Free the gods, whoever that I fall back. Nigga, in my prime, I leave a bomb under your dough mat. Where to do that? They shooting, we gon' shoot back. No time for a scary nigga talking, we not ready. Bitches heavy. It ain't no good cops. I run up in your section like the K-pop. I hit a bank up, but my bitch won't. Fuck a crooked cop, we come with big smoke. Get mocked. Bitch, I'm black. You ain't fair right. Air your ass out, bitch. Good night. Fuck the police. Know you feeling how I'm feeling. Fuck the deep state. Fuck 12. Call me gallon groups. I'ma make bill. It's up. They done listen to the nigga. Tiptoeing out they fucking brains through the window. Pull up to they mama house and pull up to they sisters. Pull up to the station, let it rain on the dirty cop. Rest in peace to LaBelle, he was on it. All the social ducking high behind that badge, they don't want it. They are IQs below, you got these retards out here working. They survive, I'ma hit them with an L clip. When it hits up, nigga, yo, so weak. Bitches whispering, bringing out the howdy. Jesus, fuck a cowdy, I do it by my lonely. Y'all fuck with the police, niggas know what it is. With the beast, run down on them pills like you do your brother. Run down on them honkies like they did your grandmother. I'm just saying. Can you feel it, baby?